Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Tuesday morning, the 27th of September. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. At 1 o'clock this afternoon, the Minister for Finance and the Minister for Public Expenditure will begin announcing Budget 2023. But already and long before Pascal Donoghue and Michael McGrath take to their feet, much, if not all, of what they are going to say is already known. Time will tell, but there could be some surprises as the overall package has already increased, it seems, from €10 billion to about €11 billion Euro overnight. The Cabinet meets now to sign off on the decisions that are going to shape your ability to cope with the increased cost of living over the next year or not, with inflation at the highest rate it has been at in four decades. So, ahead of the biggest political set-piece of the year, what can we say with any certainty? Well, we know the government is going to go big on spending, but we also know there is a lot to spend that money on. We probably need a dual approach to this. We have uh, an international inflation crisis um, driven by monetary policy, driven by the war in Ukraine. Uh, driven by high energy bills. And we need to respond to that reality by helping people with their bills. More money in their pockets, uh, but also help to reduce energy bills in particular. But also as a country, we had a high cost of living long before this current inflation crisis. And there are areas in which um, the cost of living in Ireland is out of kilter, not with Mediterranean countries or countries in Eastern Europe, which are very different to ours, but countries similar to ours in Northern Europe, uh, childcare, healthcare, public transport, and also rents. And I think this is an opportunity not just to deal with the immediate inflation crisis, but also to bring down some of those costs where we have been out of kilter with other Northern European countries. Uh, and I believe we should take that opportunity now. That's the Tawnishda, Leo Radker, speaking in uh, the Dáil last week, outlining the challenges uh, that the government faces in this juggling act, despite there being so much money. 
at its disposal. There is so much to do and so much to balance, as I say, but already the government has fallen at the first hurdle, according to Social Justice Ireland, because it says the €12 increase, which seems uh, more or less confirmed at this stage in social welfare rates, is totally inadequate. Father Sean Healy, Director of Social Justice Ireland, is on the line. A very good morning to you, Sean, and thank you indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. You'd been hoping for €20. Precisely, and that was basically because we were trying to stop this uh thing that was likely to happen where the gap would widen between the rich and the poor and where poorer people in effect would be worse off at the end of next of 2023 than they were at the start of 22. They're not a mindset of being a lot worse off than they were 15 years ago. So as a result of what the government is going to do if, if all the leaks and even a lot of it now confirmed by government ministers on their way in this morning uh, into the, their final cabinet meeting before the budget. The reality is that the government's budget this year is going to widen the rich-poor gap. And it's also going to re- result in a situation where the real value of core social welfare rates uh, will be lower at the end of 23 than they are at the start than they were at the start of 22, and the the, the thing that you have to realise here is the government's been saying a lot and making a, a big deal out of the once-off payments, but the problem with the once uh, one-off payments is that when they're gone, they're gone. Uh, the reality being that okay, double weeks of payment are are always welcome, but they're only a one-off. When it, when they're gone, people are back where they were before. Hmm. So, uh, what, like the bottom line in this is that uh, poor people, people on social welfare, people on low pay who are being completely forgotten in all of this, they will fall further down the income ladder once the one-off elements of the budget have been worked through. And by their nature... But will they in the next year? I mean, this well, is the budget for the next year. This is the budget for the next year, but... The, the, the one-offs, they're talking about a one-off uh, double week uh, sometime before Christmas, yep. as well as the normal, the usual Christmas one that has been there for many years. Mm. Now, the problem with that is, what do they do next year? What do, they, what do people do next year? Because the, the, the actual uh, payment remains uh, at, at the level uh, that is inadequate. For example, like if you were to, uh, to take a serious look, like 12 euro in increase in the core rate of 208 euro mm. brings the rate to 220 euro. So what's that 220 euro meant to do? Uh, like it's supposed to provide for accommodation costs, for heat, for light, for food, for clothing, for personal care, for entertainment, for education, for transport, for the TV license, uh, for refuse collection, for household goods, for health insurance. And you're supposed to save some money for contingencies in case things get worse next year. Okay, but there will be these other payments. I mean, you mentioned uh, the cost of energy. Uh, We're to get €600 each. Uh, I mean, that has to be factored in. Core rates will be uh, below what they were, as you say, uh, and that will see a reduction in income. But when uh, you take it in isolation, it's a a, a stark uh, prospect for people. But uh, if you take it in the round together with these one-off payments, the double payment in October and November, a double payment again, the Christmas bonus, uh, put that together with the €600 in energy and other increases, uh, whether uh, depending on your circumstances, such as child benefit and such like that for carers and so on. 
that's the government that's the argument absolutely that the government will make but that argument doesn't stand up at all because what happens uh, people get a bit of help with the with the charge with the cost of their uh, electrical bill or whatever but what happens that that's a one off payment mm. or they get two or they might even get three they can even give us uh, three three of the bills mm. but that's only three bills during the year that you'll get a reduction in. What about the fourth bill and the fifth bill and the sixth bill? Okay. So there, there will be further... But you're going to be paying less for your public transport, 20% less. Uh, if you're renting, you're going to get a €500 Euro tax credit. Hold on. Just to take that, you're going to get a €500 ta- uh, tax credit. That's true. But, like, it's very interesting. Uh, I was looking at... Uh, this is in Dublin yesterday. I was looking at uh, some of the uh, ads for, for rent. And uh, in Dublin 15, which... Um, wouldn't be wouldn't be considering itself one of the more fashionable parts of Dublin, for example, right? There's a there's a uh, uh, the standard kind of house there. There's a house with three bedrooms, two uh, two bathrooms, uh, and it's rent it's available for rent at three thousand euro a month. Now, mm. that's thirty six thousand euro for the year. That number is crazy. Absolutely. What, yeah. the, I know, they're mm. going to give them four five hundred in, mm. in tax break, but that means you bring say it's five hundred. That brings the bill down from 36,000 to 35,500. Mm. That doesn't solve the problem. No, of course. But it, it, exactly. It, it will go some way. And together with these other things, uh, I mean, women are, are going to uh, get contraception free of charge. Or if you go to the GP, it'll be free for a lot of people who have to pay at the moment. Or indeed, the same can be said of hospital inpatient charges. They're going to be abolished altogether. And that's uh, an in, that's an interesting situation uh, or an interesting development, and I'd be very positive about that. It's something we've argued for for a long time ourselves. But look at what the problem is going to be. The actual queues uh, to get in to get into access to healthcare is, are going to lengthen as a result of this budget. Why? Because people are not going to have enough money to provide the basics to live life with dignity or to be able to survive really mm. the, 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 like if you were to think about it this way um, that it, it, late, sort of in the second half of next year you're going to wind up with a situation where people will have less in real terms than they have today okay and they're then like that's going to impact on, on the food they eat and so on and mm. like it'll eventually impact on their health and that puts a bigger pressure on the health system. It's far cheaper for government to, it would be far cheaper for government to give the people who are on welfare, to make sure the people on low pay are the same, that they have enough income to be able to provide the basics so they can provide a minimally adequate standard. Of but does that not happen in effect if you don't suddenly have to end up with 50 or 60 euro to go to the doctor? But the, the bottom line is, watch, like, it's important mm. to step back and say, okay, if you want to save money, if you want to use money to the best effect, mm. where's, where's the best place to put it? The best place to put it would be somewhere that would, ca- would, would tackle the cause of whatever was causing the problem. So we have a huge problem in healthcare. We have a huge over-demand mm. that we can't, we can't uh, provide the service for, really. So there's huge waiting lists in the, in the public sector, mm. uh, the public service. So, okay, what do we do? Uh, it seems to me that one of the things we should not do is to make that situation worse. Mm. By, make, by putting greater demand there. But that's exactly what we're actually doing. OK, but if you look at pensioners, for example, they're going to, in some circumstances, see an increase in their income of over €1,000 over the course of uh, the year. Uh, on the other hand, then, uh, parents uh, with young children uh, may decide 
that they can work because childcare will become far less expensive. There's going to be a drop of 1,200 a, a year in the cost of childcare. Uh, just, just childcare ch- uh, developments very well. Come, I'll come back to that in a second. Go back to the old, older people. Older people are not going to have income of a, a thousand euro of income more. Uh, that's only spinning. They, like there will have some, some, uh, some what you call it will be paid for. Mm. But but there'll be no there'll be nothing, like there'll be nothing of substance. Uh, well, if you take into account the twelve euro, if you take into account the twelve euro a week extra in welfare payments, if you take into account the fuel allowance, the living alone allowance. Okay, hold that, hold that. There's a whole lot of older people won't have the living alone allowance. There's a whole lot mm. of uh, older people don't have fuel allowance. Mm. They don't have right to it. Mm. Okay, and then the lump sums. And, and, and the lump sums, they, right, but the lump sums don't go into their hands at all. Like, the bottom line, it just reduces the bill that they have to pay for whatever, okay? So, and the bill is out of control mm. already. That's the problem. So our cost of living is, like, the, the, the inflation this past year has been over 10% for the poorest. That's been the rate, okay? Mm. It's expected to be somewhere about 8% next year. Now, what, what happened, first of all, this year? Government gave the poorest, the ones on core for social welfare, aid, a fiver, five euro. That is less than five uh, percent. Okay, sorry, it's less than two and a half percent. What am I talking about? Two and a half percent. Okay, that's less than two and a half percent in a situation where inflation was ten percent. So, the poor, like the poorest people, are seven and a half percent worse off at the end of the year than they were at the beginning. Okay, they're now going to make. Payments of a few places, okay, but they're only uh, they're, they're only going to increase uh, the, the the actual money that people get by six percent in a situation where next year's inflation is going to be eight percent. Okay, but I don't so think anybody top- could have said last October that inflation would have been at ten percent uh, towards uh, the end of That's this true. year. That's true. But what we were kind of arguing last year, and we discussed it mm. on this program, yeah. Michael, mm-hmm. uh, and fair, fair play, like, it was, we, we were arguing was that we need to benchmark social welfare, mm. raise core welfare rates, mm. at the, at, link them, which we've argued for over, and which the government accepted 15 yeah. years ago, but has been reneged on since, which is to link them to average earnings. Mm. Now, if you earn, link it to average earnings, then pay will move. Uh, earnings will move uh, because people uh, in a situation where you have uh, inflation and all that, it might be a bit slower, yep. but it will move. And you know, then there's the age-old question of how do you pay for it? How do you fund these increases? And in part, you've been saying the solution is by raising corporation taxes to have a minimum rate of 6%. Uh, but the government has been saying that would take away jobs and, and indeed the amount of money that is paid in tax, although the percentages are very small. And without corporation tax, it's very clear we wouldn't have the money to give these increases, uh, whether they're done in the right way or not this year uh, but it's all being funded by corporation tax uh, not all of it by a long no, way but, no, but, the, but the actual a lot of one in every four euro of, are, one in every right. four euro of all tax collected tax collected is corporation taxes that's that? right so but so three quarters of it isn't yeah. mm-hmm. corporation yeah. tax but, yeah. but the the the, 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 the like is actually uh, coming it's from corporation tax but the bottom line on, on that is that uh, you should be using the bonanza on for one-off things, not one-off payments. You should be using it to build ho- social housing. 
You should be using it to deal with public transport. Uh, you should be using it to ensure that the, the, the sort of issues that are challenging rural Ireland are actually going to be addressed uh, and, and that we get a just transition as we move to deal with the climate situation. The problem we have like, is that um, we, our, our actual, uh, um, the money that we would be getting from our own system isn't sufficient from, that's if we didn't have that bonanza coming in from corporation tax. Mm. So to get ahead of the loop, we need to be sure that we're actually expanding the base, the, the, the base for our tax, our tax base and increasing the tax take to be able to pay for the services mm. that we claim we want for health and education and public transport and so on. Mm. But that's a perfectly okay thing to do. Uh, now, the, the interesting thing in this is I would, like, only a part of what we were suggesting would be coming from... Uh, from the, the, the corporation tax. Like, for example, we were suggesting that the increase in, um, for, for, for uh, pensions, for example, uh, that, that money could actually be done in a quite straightforward way, which would actually bring more fairness into the system, which is that the benefits for the tax break for people who are putting money into their pension would actually be standard rated. At the moment, uh, people can benefit from the marginal tax rate. The result is it's better off benefit far, far more than middle to low income people from that tax break. So standard rate, so everybody gets this, uh, gets the tax break at the same at the same rate. Mm. The result, the, the money that you'll actually save from that, the money that you bring in from that, will pay for that tax for the for the pension increase. So like there's different ways of looking at this, but one of the things we have to say is that as our population grows there will be greater demand on our services. That will cost us more. Mm. We need to be able to uh, pay, to sort of collect the tax we required to, to, we required to pay for the services that most people listening to this program will actually want to see in the country. Uh, services in, mm. in, in health and education and public transport and so on. Okay, we've had a, a school bus fiasco. 6,000 children still without a place in the bus. This budget, they say, they hope will solve that problem. That means a free school transport system along with free school books next year. And when you add that to all of the other measures and take this budget in the round, as we understand it at this stage, there's a lot of good in it, isn't there? Oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's, a lot, there's not a lot of good in it. There is a lot of good in it. But I'm also saying that the gap between the poorest and the rest of society would widen that we, I'm also saying that as a result of the budget, the poorest in our society, their income next year is going to be worth less than they have this year. Even though the, the actual uh, welfare rate will mm. go up, even though the minimum wage uh, will go mm. up, we're still in a situation where the real value of that is going to be less. Because but the, the, I suppose the, the, the argument I've been putting to you is, is will people have... Uh, 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 um, as much to spend on? Will they not need less money to spend because it'll be free to go to the doctor, school books will be free, yeah, yeah, buses, yeah. All, all these things? Some, there, there will be some people who will be benefiting from many of these breaks that are these additional one-off items or the new initiatives mm. like the, the doctor's card and so on. Yeah. Okay, But like the, the doctor visit card. But there's a very substantial number of people will not be benefiting from much of that. And certainly at the end of the day, uh, when we're talking about 
trying to tackle poverty and trying mm. to reduce poverty below the to bring it down below 580,000 where it is at the moment 160 plus thousand children in there mm. if we're trying to bring that down then we have to face a situation where we will only do that if we deal with the finance the money that people actually have at the moment we're planning now for people to have in real terms less next okay. year than they have this year and as a result of that there'll be a widening of the rich poor gap in the society that's not good it's going mm-hmm. to be greater division in the society deeply divided two-tier societies are not good for are not good for business they're not good for the people who live in them they're not good for society generally so we we should be moving in the opposite direction to move the opposite direction we absolutely must ensure that the poorest have the income required to to live life with dignity. They don't have that at the moment. They're going to be further away from it next year. That's the kind of challenge okay. I think that that's there. And remember, at the end mm. of the day, like we, I've said this, I think on this program before, like income. Sorry, poverty is never just about income. We understand that. However, it is always about income. Okay. The budget will be announced at one o'clock today. We think we know a lot, if not all, of what's about to be announced at this stage. On the other hand, what do we know? We do know that uh, the details will be announced. The devil will be in the details. And you will be going through the budget as it's announced and indeed all the supporting documentation uh, this afternoon, this evening and into tonight, line by line. You'll be making your first comment, I think, tomorrow afternoon. So uh, we'll come back to you maybe on Thursday with your analysis of what actually is announced, if that suits uh, you, Sean. I'd be, I'd be delighted, Michael, to be come back. I'd okay, be to thank you indeed. Look, that, look forward to that. Thank you indeed. Father Sean Healy, Director of Social Justice Ireland. Michael Reed on LMFM. Well, we'll uh, continue the conversation about what to expect in today's budget and how far it'll stretch for you. We're joined now by Susan Shaw, who's uh, the CEO of the Irish Senior Citizens Parliament. Good morning to you, Susan. Thank you indeed uh, for joining us on uh, the programme today. Would you agree with Sean Healy of Social Justice Ireland that this €12 increase expected in welfare payments is not uh, enough? Or would you feel that when you take it in the round and add up all of the other things that people are going to benefit from in today's budget that uh, things will be a lot easier for an awful lot of people. Uh, good morning, Michael. Uh, yes, I do agree with Sean Healy. And no, I don't think the €12 Euro is going to make enough of a difference. I mean, the bottom line is... Uh, the average income required to live above the poverty line is €333. Euro. On a state pension contributor, you get 253. This 12 euro will only bring you up back to 265. Mm. That's still falling below the minimum income you, you are required for. So I don't think it is sufficient to keep people from able to live uh, a basic standard of living. No, okay. I, don't, I don't agree with that. When you add in the Christmas think... bonus, uh, another double bonus which will be paid, an increase in the living alone allowance, an increase in the fuel allowance and an extension of uh, that programme uh, to people so that they'll come in under the threshold, uh, there will be a, a little bit more in it than looking at it in just the core increase. I think pensioners, it, it, it is clearly, hopefully, it will say that, but the pen, it's pensioners in receipt of the living alone allowance. Not all pensioners are living alone. 
So they may not receive any of that increase in the fuel allowance. I would like, in the living alone allowance, I would like to think that if you're claiming a fuel allowance, then that is going to help somewhat. And I do welcome the additional 600 uh, in, in the electricity that they're talking mm-hmm. about and the double payment. But I think when you add those up and you spread them over the year and what's required, they don't balance out the increases that people have absorbed to date and what they're going to absorb going forward. I mean, there was all, the government itself, the Department of Social Protection, strongly recommended in the pension uh, the pension report pensioner commission report that there was a need to link the pension to um, index linkage. Mm. The government themselves committed to linking it to the average in 34% of the average, average industrial wage. That would have required €42. Euro. So we thought this year that they would begin that process possibly €20, €25 euro this year and then move it next year to align it again. That's not going to happen. There is no serious commitment to bring a pension to to allow people to live a decent standard of living. Remember, these were payments, they are, in terms of crisis, they are required, the one-off payments, and we mm. welcome them. But they're still not sufficient to keep the wolf from the door. Okay. And to keep the wolf from the door, what would you do? Would you increase uh, the uh, core payment by €20? Euro? About 25 at a minimum, I would say, is what should have been done. Mm. I mean, we have hoped that it would, we, we asked for it, but that would, we thought there may be a little bit less. But all of the age agencies working on behalf of older people in various guises have requested at least that. Mm. So it's a serious disappointment. And like, if you think about it, that if the basic living standard is 333 and our government is saying 265 will, will suffice, it won't. That's mm. just it. So you will have people making decisions about food, about heat, yeah. um, while the, the 600, the one-off payments mm. are very, very welcome. Okay, but, 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 but I'm not right in thinking that a lot of people would have savings, a lot of pensioners would have savings of their own, they'd have private pensions, and uh, quite often they don't have uh, costs, uh, outgoing costs on accommodation. Well, first of all, two-thirds of pensioners in Ireland rely on the state pension. Two-thirds of people over 65 rely on the state pension. I do agree with you, there are private pensions, but by and large, the average private pension is in around, it averages between five and 13,000. Mm. There is a small cohort who on the higher pensions, and yes, I would say there's a small percentage of those people that may, may not feel the, mm. the impact as severe as others. But knowing some of our members in that bracket, they would say, and I know this, yeah. that they are supporting families they kept their kids okay. to manage mortgages and but, rent and but, be, but if you own your own of older people yeah, but but, for, but, but that, that. that that's that's the, the children's situation but from yes. uh, the, uh, the perspective of the people that you represent if they own their own house yes. uh, and they don't have rent or, or, or mortgage repayments uh, to come up with every month uh, that makes a huge difference doesn't it I, I, it certainly does in one sense well, about 2,000 a month, I suppose, on average. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm yeah. not knocking that. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't misunderstand sure, me. Sure. I think mm. what's happening to, to families trying to struggle to make rent and make monthly payments, it's, it's a whole other scale. And I do agree that that's something that needs to be addressed by this government. Mm. But the reality is for older people who do own their own houses, all, more often than not, they're in the lower bear rating. So they're not as heat efficient or they're not as Mm. warm as we think of them. So while, yes, we do accept that they don't have that outgoing, Mm. I'm not sure that that 
changes the fact for them that they're living, that they have an income below the living income. Okay, and the the 600 euro won't change that or the increase in the fuel allowance or any of these other measures? Well, for those who are in receipt of the fuel allowance and for those who are in receipt of the living allowance, of course it will ease. Like, we welcome it and it will ease, but not everybody Mm. is in receipt. But 600 is a lot for fuel, isn't it? Well, 600 over a year is 11 euro a week, 11.50 a week. And they won't be doing, they're saying it's a one-off budget, it's a one-off payment. Now, I am hoping that we are everybody is forecasting that we will see more increases in the cost of living in the in the early period of 2023 so i'm hoping that they'll revisit that but i don't think so given how they sound they're, they're staging that payment um before like in three possibly three payments so i don't think there's going to be another one so that is just about meet the interest it won't actually meet the increase given that oil has gone up 137 percent I don't think that's and a lot of older people rely on oil or fossil fuel, coal and turf. So, yes, it is a help, but it doesn't, and I'm glad they're giving it, but I still think the basic income is what we need to secure, to give proper security of income to people. Okay, well, no doubt this is being discussed at the moment at the Cabinet table before the official announcement today, but uh, it does look like it'll be a €12 increase as things stand. Susan, thank you indeed uh, for joining us, as always. Much appreciated. That's uh, Susan Shaw, CEO of the Irish Senior Citizens Parliament. Now, just a a couple of comments have come to us uh, this morning. Let me uh, tell you uh, what has uh, been said. Margaret in touch saying, Michael, in the name of God, how could anyone justify asking €3,000 in rent for a house? What I think of these greedy people, I cannot put into this text. They're disgraceful, to put it mildly. And working couples with children can't afford these uh, exorbitant prices. Thank you uh, indeed uh, for that, Margaret. Uh, Somebody else also WhatsApping us saying, Michael, my mother only gets €190 in a pension. Uh, When a rise is given, she doesn't get the full amount because she's not on the full pension and she's struggling. And that is is an understatement to say the least. What is she supposed to do? Well, thank you indeed uh, for sharing that piece of reality with us. Uh, another text then from someone who says, Hi, Michael Reid, uh, a €500 Euro tax relief on rent is really only €100 Euro in your pocket if you're on the low rate of income tax. That is less than €2 Euro a week. Do they really expect this to be a big help? Paddy Duffy is texting us this morning. He says, I have nothing but great respect for Father Sean Healy, but it is disheartening that year after year, We hear him like a voice in the wilderness that is never heard. This government has to be brought down, uh, says Paddy. Thank you indeed uh, for that. Uh, James and Drogheda about that €600, uh, which we're all going to get if the leaks are all correct uh, in terms of offsetting our energy bills. He says it's in three payments of 200 less VAT. Thanks, uh, James, for that. Uh, It may be in two or three payments, uh, I suppose. Uh, That's uncertain at this stage, uh, according to uh, what uh, the political correspondents are reporting. Uh, It'll be either two or three payments. Somebody else saying, what about property tax for people living alone? 
I think uh, the stock answer for that one, Mary, since the property tax was introduced, which is that it can be deferred if you can't afford it. Uh, I I haven't seen anything else uh, in relation to that other than uh, a vacant property tax is going to be introduced and that'll be in line with the local property tax. So you'll have to pay both. Uh, But thank you indeed if you have been in touch with us so far today. Michael Reed on LMFM. Well, businesses will be hoping for support in today's budget and will be looking uh, to the prospect of their electricity and gas bills being cut by 40% under a temporary business energy support scheme, up to 10,000 a month. Let's uh, speak to Neil MacDonald, CEO of Ismi. A very good morning to you, Neil, and thank you indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. I'm sure that'll come as a, a relief to many small businesses. Um, look, it will uh, to an extent, Michael, but the concern is, given what we know or what has been leaked about the, the T's and C's of this, is that a business will firstly have to cross a, a threshold where their bills go up 150%. Now, that isn't a problem because we're looking <laughs> no. at bills that yeah. are... Yeah. I'm sorry, I just I thought it, <laughs> I thought it, it sounded funny to think that they weren't going up by 150%. No, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, what we're looking at, uh, we're hearing members reporting increases of two and three times, two to three, mm. 400%. So, th- so that threshold isn't a problem. Uh, the difficulty with what we're hearing of it as reported is that uh, 40% of the increase will be eligible for um, for rebate subject to a max of €10,000 now per month. Now, where that leaves, uh, we, you know, we have people with uh, current bills in the region of 4000 a month that expect them to hit up to 12000 a month and and the uh, BSS scheme would take that down to a, to a net 9000 600, which is more than a doubling. Um, so that's, you know, some of them mm. will be able to absorb that, some of them won't and will suffer the consequences whether they either go out of business or they short-term their business, which will hurt employees. Uh, and some of them that do uh, sustain that will pass it on to customers. So it... <clears throat> It's you know the, the the scheme won't be sufficient to avoid significant negative consequences. Okay, what about VAT? There's concern uh, that uh, the VAT rate will uh, go back uh, up uh, in February. Yes, we we've heard that. We await uh, to to hear it confirmed. But I I think you're reporting the consensus media view. Uh, we think that's a huge mistake. Um, Ireland has just for the first time this year joined. Uh, when you do the the Eurostat comparison of consumer prices in Europe, we're now joined first place with Denmark as the most expensive country in Europe for consumer prices. So the, the government can make a small contribution to mitigating that by dropping the services rate permanently to 9%. And the bit that everyone forgets about is in the last recession, the 21% VAT rate went up to 23%. That should be taken back to 21% for goods and we should leave it there. Forget about it because Ireland is already 
far too expensive a country, uh, both in terms of goods and services. Tell me about free school books. Is that of any concern uh, to any of your members' uh, bookshops specifically? Uh, Because uh, when children get their school books free of charge, I think it's unknown yet how that will be administered. Uh, correct. Now, the the over in terms of the overall expenditure on that package, first of all, it's not huge. Secondly, it will be welcomed by a great many uh, parents. Obviously, thirdly, it will just bring us into line with European norms. Yeah. But you are right to say, Michael, that for an awful lot of uh, small bookshops around the country, you know, August September is when they make a really significant part of their annual turnover because. Uh, of school book sales so how this will be administered of course is key we don't know what the impact of that measure on on small local stores is going to be until we see how it's enforced it is likely to very much standardize uh, uh, you you know the, Mm. the, the curriculum books but we will have to see what t's and c's are attached to that by the department of education okay so it may pose problems for bookshops but will help parents and that may help all employers small and medium uh, employers as well as big employers in terms of wage demands as will some of uh, the tax changes and the idea of having to earn over 40,000 for example before you go on to the higher rate yes and that's that's welcome and to be honest look we've been campaigning for that for a long time um, but, but you know, we still have to mark the card, assuming that 40,000 is the number, uh, but we have seen it reported in a number of places. The average in industrial wage at the moment, Michael, is 45,432. So, you know, people will still be going on to the top rate of tax at, you know, five and a half thousand euro below the average industrial wage. Mm. So while our 40% rate of tax is not out of line with European norms, where Ireland is very unusual is that you get on to the top tax rate very early in your in your income cycle. Mm. Uh, money will be put directly into people's pockets uh, and uh, people will be better off because of some of the other measures uh, because of the reduction in childcare fees or free school books or transport or, or so on. Uh, will this be uh, enough, uh, do you think, uh, to help uh, the economy keep its head above water? Well, we hope so. It is, I mean, by... By any standard, Michael, it, you know, uh, and I'm conscious that you may say that I'm, I'm contradicting yep. myself here, but uh, the, the reported value of the overall package is 11 billion, 7 billion in recurrent expenditure and 4 billion in one-off, yeah. uh, one-off expenditure. By any standards, that is absolutely huge. Yeah. And, that, and that's before you talk about the money being put away for COVID, over 4 billion for that. Correct. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of people already saying that the, for example, the social welfare measures are 2-3% behind uh, Mm. inflation. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, at budget time, lots of people, nobody is is happy overall. Whether we can sustain this in the long term is highly questionable because the reality of that $11 is it's being paid for uh, through corporation tax, which may in the long run prove to be itinerant. And if it does, 
then we're looking at people whose expectations in in Christmas at Christmas 2023 yeah. mm. uh, may not be met. Well, that's it. If you're working off a foundation of sand, there's always the prospect of sinking, I suppose. Uh, but we leave it there for the moment. Neil, thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme today. All to be revealed at one o'clock this afternoon. Neil Macdonald is CEO of ISME, the Irish Small and Medium Enterprises Association. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, thanks uh, to Sean, who was on the phone to us. He wants to know why nothing is being said about uh, the way TD's pay is on the up. How can this be right? And why is nobody talking about it? Uh, Well, you've just raised it with us. Thanks for doing that, Sean. And he wants to know... Where are the government going to get all of this extra money that they're promising in the budget? Some of uh, the measures expected are very, very generous towards families and businesses. And she just worries, are we just creating a financial rod for our own backs in years to come by overstretching ourselves in the budget? Thanks, Annie. Well, that's uh, one of uh, the things uh, that uh, is being highlighted is that a lot of this money is coming from a windfall corporation tax this year much more around 4 billion I think uh, than was expected Mark says another year another budget where the government tried to claw back votes by giving those who cry the loudest all of the benefits we cannot afford some of what's being proposed by the government and we're going to leave ourselves in an even bigger financial mess thanks indeed interesting to hear uh, people worried about uh, the government spending too much when so many people are saying they're not spending enough or they're not giving me enough Uh, Tommy says listening uh, to your programme Michael I'm a, a pensioner and I'd love to get more than it seems we're going to get in today's budget but we have to be realistic and accept that there's only so much that can be done at any given time irrespective of what we get there's always going to be groups who will use your programme and others to pick holes in it no doubt Sinn Féin will be the biggest critic telling us what they would do which is very easy when you're not in power and hopefully <laughs> Tommy says they never will be uh, well I, I take it you're not a, a Sinn Féin supporter Tommy but thanks uh, for sharing that with us uh, and indeed thanks to everybody uh, who has been in touch with us. They used to say uh, they give it with one hand uh, and then take it back with the other. It seems if all of the leaks this year are correct, uh, they're just going to give it and then give some more. But will that be enough? And that is the big question because of inflation. The cost of living is soaring and already people are finding it difficult to cope. Indeed, some people have been finding it very difficult to cope for a long period of time. Let's speak to Catherine Cox, Head of Communications and Policy with Family Carers Ireland. And a very good morning to you, Catherine, and thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme this morning. I think you've been disappointed for decades following on from every budget announcement in this country because your members are at home caring for loved family members and get very little uh, reward for it. Uh, Do you think this will be any different this year? Um, I do, Michael, in the sense that, as you know, there's been so many leaks into the media. We we practically have the full budget at this stage. So we do know um, that there is going to be a once-off payment of €500 Euro, um, for family carers and also for people with disability. Um, we- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're very keen to point out to the minister and the department that that payment should be paid out to all in receipt of the care support grant as opposed to those in receipt of care's, care's allowance, allowance because yeah. care's mm. allowance is means tested mm. and it would mean thousands wouldn't get it. So we are hopeful that um, all carers who are in receipt of the care's support grant, which is not a means tested payment, mm. but is a payment paid to those who are providing full time care, all of those will get that. So look at that is positive. Yeah. Mm. We do welcome it and we will welcome that. We have to see how it will be um, paid out when also but that is one positive mm. also, yeah, on we know top the of minister, the other 600 euro for energy and the other things that people will be getting otherwise uh, absolutely yes, yeah. and the yeah. Minister for Social Protection also announced last week um, that we will finally after lobbying for over 20 years have a pension um, a contributory pension for carers who have cared for more than 20 years for a loved one so whether that was a child or an adult so again something positive ok and I missed look, that I was away last week how's that going to work how, how will that be calculated yeah, so they will have to look at that those uh, individual situations but if a family care for example was getting the home carers credit or getting carers allowance or indeed the carers support grant or can show they were at home caring for a loved one for that period of time mm. then they, that will go towards their entitlement for a pension so it means they would be entitled to a contributory pension so okay. it is very it will be difficult but it, it will be challenging but they have committed to doing it and that is something we have looked for for many, many years. Okay, a €20 Having, euro increase in the domiciliary care allowance, uh, that will uh, benefit some of uh, the people you represent as well. It will indeed, yeah. it will indeed. And look, we're hoping also, um, look, a big one we had looked for in this was, first of all, we obviously asked for the carers allowance payment. We want the means test abolished. We want any family care who's providing care for a loved one, long-term, full-time care, um, to receive financial support towards mm. doing that. So we want the means test abolished over the coming years, over the next three to five years. Okay. We wanted the income disregards increase. We don't know if that will happen today. We're hopeful it might. Um, but we also wanted carers allowance to be an eligible payment for the fuel allowance, which is not right. does not happen mm. at the moment. Yeah. So we would mm. like to see that. So mm. there are lots of things. And I think all of that is from the social protection mm. budget. But today is also about the health budget. And I think the biggest challenge and struggle that people are probably finding at the moment as family carers are two things, really. Lack of respite. They cannot get access to respite when they need it. Secondly, children and adults are on waiting lists for one, two, three years for vital physiotherapy, speech and language therapy, occupational therapy. That is a crisis that needs to be addressed. And we have put forward a proposal as to how they can do that by paying for it through the National Treatment Purchase Fund, mm. paying for it privately until we get rid of that waiting list and at least then we can begin to treat people when they need it, provide those therapies yeah. when they need it. And so yeah, that, that, waiting time is time you, that waiting time is time you can't buy back, Catherine. 
Absolutely. You have taken away the potential for those children in particular to develop to their full potential. So your early intervention is crucial and denying them that early intervention is just actually storing up huge costs for the future as well. So it works in for nobody's benefit to do that. And the cost will be to the state, but it'll all be most importantly, the cost will be to that child or adult who has been denied those vital therapies and their family carer. Okay, well, uh, it's uh, interesting in terms of uh, the means testing uh, and those who qualify and those who don't qualify. You'd like to see that uh, abolished, uh, but uh, if not uh, abolished, uh, it could be changed and allow more people to qualify, I take it. Indeed, and that would mean increasing the income disregard so far more carers would come into that net. So if somebody is providing um, high levels of care, more than 35, 40 hours per week, at least then they would come into the net if the income disregard was raised. And eventually it could be raised to the point where it would actually really be a point where it would be abolishing the means test because it would be based on needs rather than means. And I think that is really, really important for so many family carers who, you know, many give up work, give up a well-paid job to care for their loved ones. They want to care for them, but they can't do it on their own. They need financial support, but crucially they need... um, respite, they need support in the home, they need a hoist when they need it, not Mm. waiting two years to get that, you know, so this is today is about social protection yes, but it's also about our health service and our health systems and how we value and recognise family care, so we are certainly calling Mm. on the government right across all departments education as well, denying children with disability places in schools, all of that has to be looked at and that is part of the budget because that is part of our health services and how we value and recognise people with disabilities and their family carers. Okay, I'm getting the impression uh, that there'll be some gaps uh, in terms of meeting your hopes and uh, expectations or wishes, uh, as uh, the case may be. But you sound unusually upbeat this year, Catherine. (laughs) Look, I think for the first time, Michael, in years, usually before the budget and on budget day, family carers don't even get a mention. You know, we're usually there going, we haven't even heard them mentioned. They have been mentioned. They are being talked about in the media. They are being talked about by the minister, uh, particularly in social protection. And yes, look, a one-off payment of 500 euros, it's not going to resolve the bigger issues for family carers, but it will help. And it does show at least there is some recognition that family care is the value of what they do um, and that they have to be supported. So once off 500 euro, it is only once off. We're going to have to battle again next year. But that coupled with the pension uh, announcement, coupled with the fact that, as you say, there'll be probably 12 euro increase across Mm. all social welfare uh, payments. And there is also talk that maybe um, the income disregard for half-rate carers allowance may be adjusted as well. So look, there's, there's some light there in terms of, um, you know, quite often we don't even hear carers mentioned. Mm-hmm. At least we're getting them mentioned. There's some mention. We have to welcome something positive when it comes. 
because we're going to be engaging again with ministers, with government. We welcome when they take a step forward. Is it enough? No. But we welcome the fact that they have started that and we will continue to lobby and fight and battle to ensure that those steps are far bigger and far greater over the coming months and years as well. Very good, Catherine. Uh, I do hope uh, that uh, there's good uh, news in the uh, budget when it's announced at one o'clock today. And thank you indeed uh, for joining us as always. Catherine Cox is Head of Communications and Policy with Family Carers Ireland. Now, I'd like to know uh, how you feel about all of uh, this uh, this morning. If you do want to share your thoughts with us, as so many people are. Dean was in touch with us uh, because I think he was listening to Neil Macdonald talk about the average industrial wage of 45,000 euro and Dean says where do they get that figure from it's just ridiculous it's not a fair figure to use I've a degree in civil engineering I went back uh, to do a trade fully qualified four years in metal fabrication I earned 702 euro per week gross pay 581 take home I fought last year to get that pay rise to that figure that's 36,500 a year gross pay check jobs.ie for jobs listing for the same profession. Yearly wages are desperate. The problem with government using average wages is that there is a small percentage of extremely wealthy people in the country and a good percentage of very wealthy people that unfortunately bump up that average wage to a figure that is unrealistic to what the majority of people actually earn, especially for the population that actually do exist outside of Dublin. Thank you indeed uh, for that, Dean. Uh, There's a, a lot of truth in uh, what you say uh, and indeed you describe it very well. Thank you indeed for your text to the programme. Michael Reed on LMFM. Let's speak uh, to the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Izzy Petrie, Researcher and Policy Officer with SVP is on the line. Good morning Izzy. Thanks as always for joining us on uh, the programme today. Uh, What do you make of what's been leaked at this stage so far? Hi Michael. Um, so, so far, I mean, a lot of what we've heard coming out, are, uh, there's been a focus on once-off social welfare measures, which I suppose we would be concerned with the, the core rates, core social welfare uh, rate increase that we've heard being less than inflation. So what we were calling for was for an increase in core social welfare rates of 20 euros, mm. at least 20 euros to keep up with inflation from for families from week to week. We've heard about 12 euros, so that's significantly mm. less than inflation that people are going to have to manage with long term. Okay, so, yeah. and that will impoverish people uh, if that's all that there was to this budget, but there'll be a lot more, and will there be enough uh, to help people manage with the cost of living? So with the focus on these once-off uh, social welfare me- measures and the once-off measures, which are really important to you know people who are on disability payments, carers payments, those are really welcome and they'll really help people with mm. you know the immediate winter ahead. The the first bill that comes in, those are good good measures and good good payments. But what we need to see was those kind of once-off measures alongside weekly payments that meet the cost of living. Okay, so you have a a Christmas uh, bonus, uh, another double payment. Uh, You have uh, these uh, one-off payments uh, for energy uh, as well. But there's also a a lot more involved in this, like uh, free GP care. Yep, and we welcome that the investment in services. One of the kind of services, the investments there that we've seen that we really welcome is uh, free uh, books for primary 
school-age children, that's really kind of essential mm. investment in making education truly free for families. So we, we really welcome that. We welcome the extension of the GP card and, and also kind of measures for public transport as well. So investment in mm. these services is a really good way of supporting households, supporting households around the country. Um, but I suppose what we wanted to see there was those investments in services alongside the necessary investments in social welfare. Okay, so you would have wanted all of that anyway, plus the €20 euro instead of the €12. Euro. Yeah, and we think that's necessary to allow people to kind of meet up with the costs that are coming at people from different directions. So people are obviously feeling the cost and feeling the cost may be hardest in terms of their energy bill, but there's also, um, you know, running the car, people's food costs. So we really need to see across-the-board measures there. Okay. Uh, what about um, the... Uh, idea of people being able to work and the reduction in the cost of childcare. Yeah, that's another service that we're, re- we're really pleased to see. Um, we Childcare is so important in enabling people to get to work, to stay in work, um, to kind of keep as much of their wage as possible at the end of the month. So we really welcome that investment. We think it's a, a, a good long-term measure and we hope to see the government sort of build on that and make sure that uh, reaches as many families as possible. Okay. Uh, overall, um, from what you're hearing uh, at this stage, uh, how do you think people will be looking uh, on uh, their lives and um, their uh, ability to cope with the cost of living in 12 months from now? Well, we hope that the sort of once-off measures that have been announced will will be welcome for people and we know that they will definitely help people in the coming months. Um, I suppose longer term and maybe thinking beyond the new year what we need to see is those social welfare measures continue and if the cost of living kind of continues as it is the government being ready to step in again if necessary in the new year to say you know we will continue to support people as inflation continues like a christmas bonus a double payment again in march or july or something like that yeah, measures like that, you know, yeah. in the absence mm. of social welfare rates keeping up with inflation, the government might have to step in again with those sorts of payments. Okay. All right. Well, we'll find out all, obviously, when the two ministers uh, make the official announcement. Uh, I'm not sure that there'll be many surprises, uh, but I I, I think there's been surprises over the years in budget announcements. uh, But uh, as things stand, it seems as though we have a a lot of the detail at this stage. But thank you indeed for joining us, Izzy Petrie, Research and Policy Officer with uh, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Now, there'll be a lot of attention on healthcare today and indeed uh, the free GP card that will be given uh, to people as a result of this. More than half of the population will either have a, a medical card or a GP visit card. And let's speak to Dr. Mary Scully, GP with Abbey House Medical Centre in Navan. Uh, a very good morning to you, Dr. Scully, and thank you indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. Uh, I take it that as a result of this measure, you're going to be seeing a lot more patients than you ordinarily would. Well, Oh, yes, um, it is a, unfortunately a statistical fact that when people do acquire the GP visit charge, as it happened with the under sixes, that their attendance approximately double. So we know that from looking at the under sixes, what happened there was that the attendance went from roughly three per year to six per year. So it's kind of understandable. And in some senses, you know, it's it's good in some ways that people who are just above the the income level for acquiring this can now get free GP care. Um, and so, you know, it's good that it's been targeted at people whose income is at those margins as opposed to the under sixes where it was just a, you know, give it to everybody regardless mm. of means. 
So, you know, in one sense, you know, I do welcome it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But in other senses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are we going to cope? And what, 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 what is uh, the unintended consequence of it? Because no doubt prevention is better than cure. Uh, and if you don't go to the doctor when you're feeling unwell because it's very expensive, uh, uh, well, th- that problem could become all the worse. Uh, but uh, if you can't get to see a, a doctor because there's so many people going to the doctor, that in itself poses its own problems. Yes, and we're already having a lot of difficulties um, for access to our care from patients. At the moment, our waiting lists are unheard of. They are extended beyond a week now for a pretty sort of like routine appointment. I mean, if you're emergency, we'll always try and get you seen. But at the moment, if you just want to come in to get, you know, something checked out or your blood pressure or something, it's, you know, it's going to take over a week. And that was never the case in general practice. And it looks like we're heading towards NHS levels of weights where I see their health care mm. secretary has set a target for a two-week wait. That's their target, um, if you don't mind. Um, you know, and it's just, um, it's just increasingly difficult for patients to access care and increasingly difficult for us trying to provide that care to patients that we know need to see us or want to see us. Um, you know, we're all working really long hours and mm. you know uh, by the time you get through your patients and you've got paperwork to sort out you know so our days are getting longer and longer unfortunately why is and that though I, I mean obviously it's because there's not enough doctors for the population but why is that the case i mean does many of us remember the day when you'd ring the yeah. doctor and the doctor would knock on your door and come visit you 10 minutes later yes i know <laughs> <laughs> i know <clears throat> and even I remember when I was, you know, a child, I, I never remember going to see the doctor. I remember the doctor calling up to visit me once when I had measles or scarlet mm. fever or something like that. But other than that, I don't remember going to the doctor hardly at all. I mean, your mother kind of fed you gripe water and syrup of things and all kinds of concoctions and mm. got you better. Um, and perhaps, you know, we've lost a little bit of that ability to manage minor illnesses ourselves. We do see people presenting with, you know, just basically viral kind of coughs and colds and, you know, and coming in to see us. Um, mm. I would recommend, while I'm on the topic, the uh, HSE's website, undertheweather.ie. It's a very good source of information about how to manage sort of common um, viral types of illnesses, coughs, colds, vomiting, diarrhea, particularly in children, um, you know, uh, how to do it yourselves and, and when it is, uh, you know, important to see the doctor, what sort of things to look out for. So it's a good website for people to look at. Mm, yeah, a text from Pat Balbriggan saying, uh, we're talking about thousands of people getting free GP cards, but you can't see a GP at the moment, uh, which is exactly what you're saying. And what's it going to be like mm. when people don't have to pay? Also, people on medical cards can't get to see a dentist and they have to pay up to €100 Euro, uh, for treatment. Uh, and uh, could it be a situation where people on medical cards may opt to pay because they have to wait so long to see a GP? That's not entirely true, you see, because we don't have different waiting lists for private patients and medical card patients. Mm. That might be, you know, a sort of a, I don't know, a false kind of idea that's out there, but certainly we don't differentiate um, between private and medical cards. It's all the same access to us and we don't have sort of separate little waiting rooms for the private patients or anything Mm. like that. Okay, very good. Uh, It's... uh going to be a very good thing, or it should be a very good thing, at least. Uh, if there was enough doctors, it certainly would be. Uh, there's some other issues uh, that will be announced uh, today. Free contraception uh, for women uh, up to the age of 30. Public 
publicly funded IVF treatment uh, and uh, inpatient fees in hospitals are to be abolished. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, I think these are all good measures, particularly at this time when cost of living and uh, is increasing and bills are increasing. So, you know, it's all to the good. Um, I hadn't heard that about the contraception. I know the free contraception from 17 to 25 mm. was announced last week. Yeah. But I hadn't heard it was going to be extended up to 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it appears to be the case uh, that up to 25 this month and uh, free contraception for women up to age 30 will be that expanded. Uh, will start uh, during 2023, but it'll be announced today, I think. Ah. No, oh, okay, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's a good thing. And I hope mm. people know about the free contraception um, scheme from 17 to 25, inclusive of 25 years old, um, that started last week. It means you can get not only your GP visits, but also your prescriptions free of charge. So it's a good move, I think. Mm. And the hospital fees is very good, isn't it, for mm. uh, those yeah. who had to pay it, uh, which uh, is the people who fall in between the medical mm. cards and those who have private health insurance. Private health insurance, yeah. And they're the squeeze middle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, well, I don't know. Um, I suppose time will tell uh, what uh, the GP visit cards will do, but uh, sort of half full glass and a half empty glass, I take it. And I would put in a little plug, if you don't want to get sick this winter, get your flu vaccine. The campaign has already started and the variant COVID vaccine boosters start next week. Okay, Uh, they're putting away over four billion for COVID. Will they need it? They might well. Time will tell over this winter, um, you know, how things are going to be, but it's still out there. It's still happening, um, you know. But the only good thing, I suppose, is that fewer people seem to be getting seriously ill or requiring hospitalisation or ICU. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's still around, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay, we leave it there for the moment. Thank you indeed, uh, Dr Scully, for joining us uh, this morning. Dr Mary Scully is a a GP with uh, the Abbey House Medical Centre in Navan. Now, if you'd like to share your thoughts on Budget 2023 and what you'd like to hear uh, announced, what would help you going uh, into the course of the next year that you haven't heard already, or if you'd like to make comment on some of the measures uh, that we're hearing about, your more than welcome to do so and as always we'd love to hear from you Michael Reed on LMFM. Well, nothing is agreed until everything is agreed and indeed today's budget has to be signed off by the Cabinet. Let's speak to our political correspondent, Sean Defoe. Good morning, Sean, and thank you indeed for joining us this morning. Has everything been agreed at this stage? Morning, yes. So the final thing to get agreed was the social welfare budget last night. That was about half seven, eight o'clock. And after that, they, they dotted the I's and crossed the T's and had sent it off overnight to the printer, obviously, to get all those lovely copies of Budget 2022 agreed. So the uh, the Cabinet will meet this morning. It'll be briefed and informally signed off on it, but the leaders and the finance ministers would have met last night with each department having signed off and it should be on the budget, obviously. So, uh, yeah, it's it's done sort of bar the shouting and bar the final, um, the, the final sign-off of Cabinet today. Okay. Uh, I think uh, when um, the opposition uh, make comment on the budget today, the response from government will be, well, you already wrote your speeches before we even announced the budget. Uh, So what will they be saying, do you think? 
Yeah, and of course they have. I mean, <laughs> in large part, these were, these, I know, yeah. these were the written for, for days, and I suppose it's mm. just the, the more detail. Where I think the opposition will go in, and it's obviously it's, it's somewhat of a difficult position, even talking to some of the opposition yesterday as they were trying to come up with what they were going to criticise, basically, uh, is in a couple of areas that they're saying the government is not doing enough. Now, the government will say, look, this is a 10 billion euro budget spend. It's going to benefit people to the tunes of thousands of euro, in some cases, back into their pocket. And while the government can never do enough to offset the full cost of living, here, here's what we've done, and here's why it's, it's brilliant. And the opposition are going to say, well, it's not actually brilliant, and there are other areas that you could have done more on. So, for example, I think they will look at uh, the likes of the uh, payments to renters, the 500 euro tax credit, which is going to be given to renters. Certainly, Sinn Féin will say that that's not enough, but you need to put a, a full month back in every renter's pocket. Uh, and I think they were calling for something in the June of uh, 1,500 euro. They're probably also going to go with some of the opposition after the carbon tax because the carbon tax increase is going ahead to this budget with the money and the proceeds of it funneled into expanded retrofitting uh, grants and, and more solar panels, more uh, different retrofitting and deep retrofitting of houses, that kind of thing. And then probably as well the social welfare payment, the amount of the social welfare payment will be the target from a number of opposition parties. It's going to be 12 euro a week across core social rates so that brings job seekers allowance to 220 a week say, pension up to 265, for example. And I, I, I have no doubt there will be people on the opposition who will say that it's absolutely not enough, that the rate should have been 20 euro, like I think Social Justice yeah. Ireland were looking for. Um, so there are some of the areas I imagine the opposition will go after. But I mean, largely, yeah. it, it's going to be nitpicking on what is a relatively positive budget. Mm. And undoubtedly, the government will say, well, it's not just 12 euro. There's also the 600 euro in energy credit. There's also the double payments uh, and this, that. And there are all these things, uh, when you take them in the round, it'll make a big difference uh, to people who are on welfare. Uh, but Social Justice Ireland, as you say, and St. Vincent de Paul, uh, both this morning saying, yes, yeah, so all those extra measures are welcome, but we still wanted those measures and a 20 euro increase. So the opposition will have some ammunition in that sense. They will, and I suppose we have to think of it a couple of things in this. One is the scale of the spend, because it costs, so much whatever costs the state, an absolutely massive amount of money, and to do any change to it costs a huge amount. So the 12 euro onto the social welfare rates is going to cost the state 900 million euro a year, every single year now mm. baked in uh, going forward. That's almost a billion euro a year uh, extra. It's pretty much all of the, the concurrent spending that's been set aside in the Department of Social Protection. And like you say, you have those measures. So you've got... 500 one-off payments for carers, people with a disability, those in working family payments. You've got 60 to 80,000 more people brought into the fuel allowance payment and a once-off payment added to that of 400 euro, 200 euro for the living alone allowance. The Christmas bonus double payment is being kept in December and then there will be a second one in around Halloween. That's a combined cost of about 600 million euro. So someone who is on the state pension gets the living alone allowance and the fuel allowance with all those extra people on it will be given €1,160 before Christmas uh, from the state from all those different payments. Now the question though and something that was being asked and discussed in the Department of Social Protection is while that is great for getting people through this winter does it address poverty long term? And you could argue that no it doesn't. It gets you through one uh, whack of big energy bills and hopefully through to Mm. the end of this crisis but the people will still be on rates that are too low for them to comfortably live and will still be struggling after all of this. So as a measure of addressing poverty which is something that the junior minister Joe O'Brien in the Department of of Social Protection is trying to do, uh, I'm not sure it it quite gets there. Okay, and of course uh, there'll be comparisons made uh, between those who are on welfare, let's say, uh, and those who are middle income earners uh, and uh, this will be uh, what Fine Gael will be hoping uh, will be the group that will be happiest and the two income families uh, will see 
uh, an increase of €1,600 a a year, potentially because of uh, the changes uh, in when you enter into the higher tax band. Couple that with the free school bus, the free school books, the um, other measures in terms of childcare fees uh, that are being reduced uh, and all of these incremental things uh, that will add up to an awful lot of money for people. Yeah, look, there's a very, Fine Gael have very much put a big push on getting some sort of core Fine Gael policies, you know, back to those middle class voters in this budget, no doubt after this doesn't give them a boost in the polls, you, you think alarm bells are going to have to be have to be ringing. But like you say, there's all those measures. We're talking to a colleague uh, this morning who reckons straight away he's going to be three and a half grand better off because if you are, say, if you were a young family, two, you're earning over 40 grand, like you say, 1,600 euro on tax rate there. If you have two kids who are in childcare, somewhere between um, probably two and a half thousand and four thousand better off over the course of a year. And then you take in stuff like cuts to public transport fees, which would obviously benefit a lot of people, the expansion to the amount of people who have free GP visit card, which is, you know, maybe an expense once or twice a year, but could be a, a, it, it's a lot when you go now, it's 60 mm. quid plus when you're getting there. And then if you are a family in that position who maybe has a child, in college, there's big changes there with Simon Harris securing a thousand euro discount on this year's third level fees, double grant payment for those in receipt of the student grant. There is a lot in there uh, for those families and for those families on middle income. And again, then, though, it sort of poses the question, is this money being funneled in the right direction? Because it isn't going to be means tested, any of this. The, the discount to income tax is going to apply to someone on 200 grand the same way it will apply to someone on 40 grand. Mm. So, you know, there's a little bit of a question to be asked there, I think. Yeah, indeed, the same uh, with uh, the energy credits. Uh, that uh, doesn't matter how rich or poor you are, you'll get uh, that €600, euro, it seems. Yeah, €600 euro over three payments is the way it's going to work. So three lots of 200 probably in November, January and March, as that seems to be when the majority of bills come in. But that date is a, a little bit flexible. It could change. And I remember, remember with the last one, not everyone got it at one side, or I know people you know, got it at different times, depending on who your provider was or, or however they put it out. So, the, the, you know, things like that. There's other bits in here as well that will sort of will make a reduction. The childcare one is a really big one. The free yeah. school books, which have been flagged yesterday, enhancement to the school transport, scheme. That's been a big problem over the last while for people because obviously they, they made it free and then loads more people wanted to use it. A lot of people missed out on free school public transport. Extra buses will be going on. 20% cost of public transport fees is going to be kept as well. Uh, and there's quite a lot in here. I think they've really targeted students and renters. Yeah. I mentioned what Simon Harris had got. There's also that rent cre- renter's tax credit, which is going to be 500 euro a year, both this year and next year. It's still sort of to be worked out how that will be done, but if it's done as a typical tax credit, I presume, you'll apply for it with revenue and it'll be taken off of your um, your paycheck at the end of the month. You'll just have the extra. I think it would be around 40 quid a month in there uh, yourself. So there's, you know, there's yeah. bits in there. Um, what about college fees? I mean, they're talking about a thousand euro reduction in college fees. What if you've already paid your fees? Well, the way the fees worked this year, actually, is they were largely done in instalments. So people would have, obviously, it was a three-grant fee. People might have paid a 1000 People might have paid 2000 and then don't have to pay the last bit. And if you've paid the full whack, then it'll be about getting on to, to, to getting on to the college and getting a refund mm. of that. That will be given. I think it's interesting and, and quite good because a lot of these measures are once-off and the Department of Public Expenditure was really pushing ministers towards once-off measures that they yeah. didn't have to repeat in next year's budget. But in fairness to Simon Harris, he's got a reduction, a permanent 500 euro reduction 
in the student fees for families earning less than 100k combined okay. and that families on less than 62k uh, will pay no more than 1500 on college fees from next year. That's right. full, a full okay. halving of it. Yeah. That, that's that's uh, significant, isn't it? Uh, but uh, just thinking of your friend uh, who reckons they'll be up three and a half thousand euro if they'd uh, a college going uh, person in the house uh, there could be up four and a half thousand I take it or was that factored in? No, that was, well, that was factored in with the person okay. that I was speaking to. That, okay. that plus, the, plus the energy credit, plus yeah. the student mm. being on 40 grand, plus, you know, you, you can see straight away how it adds up. And then it can add up as well if, you, if you're on the other end of the scale, if you've got uh, children in, in primary school, or in uh, creche, rather. I think there will be, there is sort of a middle, and I've heard this from people today, uh, what about single people? You know, there's a lot in this for couples, a lot in this if you have kids. Uh, there's not a huge amount there if you are a single person who's not on the higher band of tax, you'll get your 600 euro credit, you might get a bid on public transport, you might get the renter's credit. So they're sort of hoping that by having so many measures, it will bring most people in. But I'm sure there will be some people who will be better off, but not as substantially better off as as others. If you were a, a smoker, Sean, would you be stocking up today? Well, it'll be 50 cents extra, which, you know, will bring the average price, I suppose, to about 600 euro, the way that the price of cigarettes has gone up over the last uh, last 10 years. So, yeah, they, they used to be the two old reliable cigarettes and alcohol. They've left alcohol alone. Part of that is sort of the legacy of businesses trying to recover from COVID. The, uh, the 50 cents is going to go on the pack of cigarettes. One of the few tax changes, as I mentioned, the carbon tax. And then the other one, which I think is going to cause quite a bit of unquiet over the next few days is the VAT on the hospitality sector. Yeah. So that is going to be allowed to expire in February 2023 and return from its 9 to 13.5%. There's very little sympathy from any politician I've spoke to for the hotels in particular because they feel so many of them, particularly in Dublin, were gouging on their prices all throughout the summer, be it for All-Ireland Finals or for Garth Brooks or for basically any yeah. Saturday night if anyone who's trying to try to find a hotel room in Dublin will know. But also caught up in that net will be the ones outside of Dublin, they can now the media, wherever else. Yeah. Didn't gouge, didn't put up their prices, and of course the restaurants, uh, most of whom didn't put up, uh, didn't make a massive increase to their prices, but they're still going to be hit by that. Yeah, okay. The politicians will say you made your bed, uh, but uh, there will be a backlash, undoubtedly, to that, uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing in the coming weeks uh, of hotels and restaurants uh, that will be struggling as a result to continue. It'll all be unveiled today. Any surprises expected? Uh, I don't think so, no. It seems to be all out there. Uh, they certainly seem to yeah. spend all the money, and, and not just once, but twice, three times. So I'm not sure there's room for surprises. The one thing we didn't mention that's probably worth saying on the back of what we just said about businesses there is there will be business energy payments as well. Mm. The way that scheme is going to work for small and medium enterprises is that it will be the government will pay 40% of the increase in your electricity bill. So say if you have a July bill that was uh, two grand for electricity and gas and this year is a six grand, well they'll, they'll meet you 40% of the difference, 40% of that four grand, up to a maximum of 10,000 euro a month. That's going to cost a billion euro between now and February, backdated from September until ne- at least next February and then there's a second 200 million euro scheme for much larger importers, exporters, manufacturers that uh, they can get money to Enterprise Ireland. Okay, Sean, thank you very much indeed uh, as always for joining us. Uh, that's our political correspondent who is going to be very busy today, uh, I think and our thanks to Sean Defoe. Michael Reed on LMFM. Time now, as is usual, around this time on a Tuesday for our weekly visit to the Garda Crime Desk. As usual, there's a, a number of incidents uh, to report on locally and perhaps you can assist Garda with their investigations into these incidents. We're joined this week by Garda Liam Hennessy of Slane Garda Station and we're going to begin with a knee scooter that was stolen in the Marshes Shopping Centre. That's right. Good morning, Michael. Um, an unauthorised taking took place at the Marshes Shopping Centre in Dundalk. 
between 8.30am and 6pm on Friday last, the 23rd of September. The green and black e-scooter was locked and it has transpired that this lock was tampered with to steal the scooter. My colleagues at Dundalk Arda Station are seeking the assistance of anyone who was in the vicinity of the Marshes Shopping Centre in Dundalk at this time to come forward and provide them with any information in relation to this crime. Indeed, some of uh, these uh, scooters are, are very expensive, as I'm sure many of our, our listeners will know. Uh, we're going to Ath Boy next uh, and a break into Newman's uh, Mill. This happened over the weekend. That's right. An aggravated burglary took place at the Newman's Mill apartment complex in Atboy on Saturday morning last. This occurred shortly after 11am. Entry was gained by forcing open the front door of the apartment and it was subsequently ransacked by these culprits. The injured party escaped the scene to call for help and was thankfully unharmed. A red saloon car was was seen leaving the apartment complex at this time also. My colleagues at Kells Garda Station wish to speak with anybody who saw this vehicle or its occupant at the time or indeed witnessed any part of this serious crime to contact them at Kells Garda Station. Next to Cedarfield in Drogheda and uh, some items stolen from a vehicle on Sunday gone. Shortly after 9pm on Sunday night, the 25th of September last, a jeep was broken into in the Cedarfield estate in Drogheda. An item of property was stolen from this black jeep. The Gardaí at Drogheda Garda Station are anxious to speak with anyone who saw or heard anything unusual or suspicious in the area at this time to make contact with them. Okay, well, the evenings are drawing in and uh, we're going to have uh, dark nights and dark mornings uh, for that matter. And I know that uh, before you finish up with us uh, today, uh, you want to appeal to people who will be walking or running indeed uh, on the roads. That's right, Michael. As the dark evenings come upon us and more and more people are beginning or continuing with outdoor exercise in the form of walking and running, we're advising people to choose their route before choosing a, um, and ensuring that it's properly lit with street lighting. We're also advising walkers to uh, and runners to wear reflective clothing so that they can enjoy these activities as safely as possible. Indeed, and uh, remember uh, as well uh, to watch out uh, for anybody who's walking or running if uh, you're driving for that matter, uh, because not everybody will heed the advice that you're giving to us. And oftentimes, uh, I suppose they, they they may be wearing headphones where and listening to music or radio. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and uh, I think there's also an awful lot of resistance, particularly from school children. They don't like the idea of wearing a high vis and so on. And one of the things that we quite often say at this time of the year uh, for parents who are finding it difficult if children are walking on country roads is that perhaps uh, they might uh, wear something or put something high vis on the school bags uh, and that sort of thing rather than wearing it on them because that might be cool but bags will light up and they'll be seen as a result. Thank you indeed Garda Liam Hennessy of Slane Garda Station and we'll return to the Garda Crime Desk in around the same time on next Tuesday's programme. Now before we leave you today let me bring you some more of uh, the comments that have been coming to us ahead of uh, the budget which will be announced formally I think is uh, the appropriate way of saying it at one o'clock today it seems as though there's little that we don't know at this stage but then again what do we know? We'll find out if we know it all (laughs) or otherwise uh, when the ministers take to their feet in uh, the chamber of Dáil Éireann at one o'clock Pascal Donoghue will deliver his speech for 45 minutes he'll be followed then by the Minister for Public Expenditure Michael McGrath and he'll again speak for 45 minutes 
believe it or not, the debate will go on then with the opposition uh, and uh, others obviously having a chance to make statements on the budget until after midnight tonight. So there'll be an awful lot going on in the doll. Uh, and on doubt. Uh, undoubtedly there'll be an awful lot of decisions that will be made today and announced today that will make a difference to the year ahead for all of us. Claire in County Meath thank you for your text of the programme. She says Michael with all of the talk about what's in the budget not a word from any member of government about our homeless shame on them, an absolute shame says Claire. Uh, well there could be uh, some measures in the budget I think a vacant property tax is one of those that is expected and indeed the government will argue that this tax credit that will be given to renters will hopefully keep people out of homelessness and the vacant property tax will bring more property uh, to the market. I think they will be the objectives of all of that. Uh, we may hear uh, complaints from landlords though uh, because I'm not sure if uh, they're going to get the tax credit that they were hoping for. Jerry in Wilkinstown says if you didn't have high electricity prices and high inflation you wouldn't have a budget like this and high fuel costs. I, I wouldn't like to see people getting ahead of themselves. Next year, it'll probably be back to where we are at the moment, says Jerry, a somewhat cynical Jerry in Wilkinson. Thank you for that. Margaret says €12 Euro of an increase in welfare rates when all of those who are working on the ground or living life on welfare are saying that that will not cut it, that we need €20. Euro. So why is it €12? Euro? Why are we €8 Euro short a week and add that up over the course of a year and you're going to see people's lives change dramatically for the worse? Let's hope that the government rethinks that before the announcement is officially made today, says Margaret. Margaret, thank you indeed for making contact with us. Dan is an RD and he says there's an awful lot of people giving out but there's an awful lot of money coming our way and it seems as though the government is doing very well under very seriously uh, questionable circumstances and all of the pressure that is coming on the Irish government but governments around the world because of the global crises, uh, the war uh, and gas prices adding into all of that. Well, thank you indeed Dan and RD and thank you to everybody who's been in touch with us today. Today, of course, our programme tomorrow will be full on wall-to-wall budget coverage. We'll be speaking to many of those who've been making those decisions that will impact on your life over the course of the next year and those who have questions about it on tomorrow's programme. And I hope you can join us then. That'll be at 9am right here on LMFM. Good morning. Bye-bye. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.